0: Let's connect in heart, body, and mind today as we wrap up this series around connection and how connection truly can help us understand and empower our own healing. Thank you for joining us for our podcast, Heal, Healing, Empowering, Accepting, and Living, a podcast by Change by Fire. I'm Julie Piconi, founder of Change by Fire and the Arizona Walk of Courage, and I'm one of
1: your hosts. And my name is Lori Janik, and I'm a 15-year burn advocate and social worker and current trauma therapist. We have learned so much about connection this past series, how we link together, how we can become unlinked, the importance of that sense of feeling and being seen and heard and validated, both on the inside as well as the outside, and just how vital it is to our human process, to our living, to find and build into connection. Today, we're going to focus more on external connections that building and growing together as a community. Because together indeed, we are stronger than alone. So let's connect and let's get healing.
0: community. Gosh, I love that word. Community is such a huge part of our connection experience that often in life can go unrealized. I think that all of us through the pandemic especially realize the value of social connection, of human interaction to our physical, mental, social well-being. When we're unable to connect and interact and socialize freely in this world, when we're unable to engage with others and forge authentic relationships face-to-face and heart-to-heart, we lose an aspect of our own humanity. Community is another pull of connection that exists in so much of what we do, a brain craving per se, that when met really does impact
1: positively our mental and physical well being. Wouldn't you agree, Lori? Oh, 100%. I love that wording too, a brain craving. Like we definitely have brain cravings and body cravings in our life. And it's just really interesting, I think, to associate our wording with our learning because definitely what words you use can increase or decrease your desire to learn and lean into something. So there's actually a whole form of psychology focused on the concept of community. And this was kind of a recent finding of myself because yes, me and my nerd research. I love it. <laughs> community psychology, um, uh, Seymour Sarason really kind of has gone into a lot of depth and work on that, like in the college community in the therapy realm. Um, and just even in a, a human resources realm as well, too. And he defines community as one of our major bases for how we define ourselves. It shapes who we are. And if we circle back to that definition piece, which again, what definitions really do is they give more clarity to our head and our body in understanding an idea. And community is really that perception of our similarity to the others around us. It's that acknowledgement that we depend on, we collaborate with others, and that willingness to continue to do so. It's a sense of giving, of doing, and of wanting to do for for and with others around us. That feeling like we're part of a larger group, a larger structure, a dependable group. And that feels of that. I mean, like, imagine being a part of a group and some people can literally imagine this because it's there in their lives and others of us, we really need to go to that imaginal route, but imagine being a part of a group that sees you for who you are and where you're at, that accepts you, that includes you and invites you in activities and interactions, that asks for your ideas, that checks in with you on how you're doing, where you're going, what's going on in your life. That makes a commitment and follows through. Now, this could be a family, a friend group, a caring organization, but just imagine the tone that gives you being in a community such as that.
0: Isn't it amazing the feelings that being part of a community can really create within us? Mm -hmm. It allows us to not only benefit from others. But for them to also benefit from us socially, emotionally, mentally, and physically. There's a sense of connection and cohesiveness, a strong bond to contribute and engage, and really a level of stability that truly offers an immense sense of settling to our own system. When you're part of a community, there's often a greater feeling of belonging, of mattering to each other and really to the group, of faith in needs really being met and provided for. If that doesn't define and describe connection, psychologically just being part of a community can encourage us to engage motivate us to be our best selves and give us a sense of purpose. Lori, how has this being part of a community impacted you?
1: I know for me if I think of just myself personally, being part of being part of like a friends group that really attunes to and hears for me that if I'm going through a struggle spot situation, I can reach out to them and they respond back. And we'll have a phone call and I'll actually, there'll be that back and forth, that reciprocity where I get a sense of listening and feeling heard and an offering of support. I mean, I think of my church community as well and kind of when I have needs, how I can address them and how they stand around and how I get asked upon to kind of help and interact and support with things. And then if I even think about kind of the burn community in general and just my role in the burn community. Um being able to pour into and provide and support a community of others and understanding and hearing and attuning to their own needs and work with organizations such as Change by Fire and really further kind of help hear, see, listen, attend to, validate, provide provide according to interests and ideas. It's, it's such a huge sense and piece and part of me that offers, but I also get a part I get to be a part of those communities of Friends Groups, of Church, of Change by Fire. I would agree.
0: I, um, Like you had mentioned, Friends Group, I I definitely think of, you know, women's group that I'm part of. And, you know, every other week when it gets down to that time, there's just this sense of joy that I feel, this excitement, Mm -hmm. looking forward to something. And knowing that you know, I can feel so comfortable around these women that may not be going through the exact same thing I'm going through, Mm -hmm. but they have their own struggles. Mm -hmm. And some of those overlap together, although the circumstances may be different. And really feeling comfortable to share and feeling like, you know, heard and seen Mm -hmm. um, and really feeling valued, I think is so important. And you know, with that, um, you know, obviously there's a group of people that you can count on. You may not see them all the time. You may not talk mm-hmm. to them on a regular basis, but you know that if you needed something, they'd be there for you. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it doesn't require us to have, you know, 5, 10, 15 friends. It's really just having, you know, a couple people, a few people that you know you can count on that mm-hmm. um, can lend a listening ear or be there for support for you. And obviously Change by Fire you know, is a big part of my life with me starting it uh, about four years ago after my mom passed away, um, really being there to help others in need and really being able to, um, you know, obviously come alongside them, listen mm-hmm. to them, provide a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with a lot of the events that we do, we we really put community first in mind. and And what does that look like? And how can we allow the burn survivors and the families and the caregivers to really interact in a way? You know, what type of event can we plan where they'll have that opportunity? Mm -hmm. Because we understand that not everyone's going through a burn injury. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I personally didn't go through a burn injury. My mom did. And unfortunately, she passed away. Um, So I don't have that perspective from the burn survivor. But being able to connect the family members together and provide that area of opportunity Is something that we continue to hear, you know, every event. It's just, oh, I get to see my burn family. Mm -hmm. This is the best day. And it doesn't matter if they're teenagers or little Mm -hmm. kids um, or even parents. That feedback is still exactly the same. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a sense of engagement, that sense of uh, support, like your story matters. And it's that exactly like you had said, it's that people first. And I think that's something that we really want to try and build and grow on more, not only in our own lives, but I mean like in, in, in burn and trauma healing altogether, just growing this community connection more because community really just encircles so many aspects of connection. It's that sense of support with people of like-minded natures. It provides us ac- access to other knowledge, other perspectives, other experiences, other stories that further our own growth as well as the growth of others around you. It provides that sense of belonging, like you had referenced, just that you feel seen, you feel heard, you feel understood, you feel valued. It provides us that opportunity to really influence others as a guide, as a mentor, and ourselves as collaborators. It provides us an, an opportunity to share our ideas, to share our stories, and to glean a sense of appreciation around that. And in community, we can really network with others. And grow our own personal circle, our professional circle, our life circle. And like you had mentioned, it doesn't mean we need to have like 15, 20, 30 people around us. I mean, no, a few few individuals can be your community. Doesn't need to be super big. Again, kind of redefining that sense of community. But there's so much good in community. I'm thinking of examples of community and life. And I know we've we've spoken of a few, but like, let's think a little bit more on the burn realm and burn side, as far as how that they've helped foster connection and growth together. I mean, I know we've mentioned change by fire. I'm also thinking of peer support groups mm-hmm. and those peer support groups that they have within and outside of hospital setting that allow for talks on issues of struggle, difficulty, sharing of stories, kind of really not feeling of going alone through the process. Um, Absolutely. I think of Phoenix Burn Society
0: with mm. World Burn Congress. Yeah. You know, this this event uh, where people get to gather together and obviously experience this event, learn together, share together, laugh together, mm-hmm. um, you know, where that's very focused and dedicated to burn survivors.
1: Mm-hmm. And the community partnerships too, as well, too. I mean, everyone within the burn and trauma community, there's many partners and supportive relationships that are developed that again put people of like-minded interest and patterns to support others in needs so it provides just like that mutual growth and healing and growing together absolutely and then just really growing together and building community as some of what we've mentioned the peer support groups change by fire the walk of courage community partnerships the world burn congress it's We find our best connections here when we focus on the people within the community, putting the people first. And when we lean into creating community spaces in our hearts, in our lives, we really have an opportunity for shared conversations, for events and networking that allow us to grow in our connections and in our connection work. And that circles back really to another community venture, this very podcast, how we are creating a form of shared connection, of community to allow for a sense of belonging, of like-mindedness, an opportunity to share and appreciate others' stories and support our own healing and life journeys. And through the sharing of this podcast with others, us with you, you with those you know, We allow stories to be heard, ideas to be shared, knowledge and experience to really be felt, and a sense of connection and growth to be attained. We are creating a new sense of belonging and community in each other and in burn and trauma healing. And I'm just giving myself all, all, I get like this huge, warm, fuzzy feeling as I say that because this is just such a huge passion and purpose and heart. Of what we're trying to do here is that shared community. Absolutely. So, Lori, every episode,
0: you always leave our listeners with a takeaway skill or a tool or a technique. Mm-hmm. So, what would be a good takeaway skill that we can share with our listeners today? Oh, mm.
1: you're right. I always do. I, I feel like I, I have like this this little tool bag that I'm just like constantly taking things. Out.
0: Well, and that's the point is you know providing our listeners with this toolkit. So depending upon what's going on in their life, you Mm -hmm. know, they can pull a tool out and utilize it.
1: Mm -hmm. And similarly with these, I mean, some may work really well for you and others may not. Pick and choose what works best for you and just be mindful of the skills and the tools that you're learning and how you may be able to utilize them just as is or adapt them to your need. And just takeaway-wise for today, I mean, this may be a skill that you've already practiced or maybe it's one that you've been building up to as you've grown in your own changes and connection knowledge over the past two series this is the end of our our second series which is huge we're going to talk about the skill of story connection and that involves really asking yourself you know what is your story and by that i mean what are the parts of your life that tell who and how you are and what you want to be. What are the themes, the people that are important to you? And how do you connect with them on a regular basis? How do you build your community? So we're going to build this out a bit. And again, with like story work, I really encourage you to imaginally build things out or visually build things out. Some people are more visual and like I'm just going to draw it all out and kind of design what I see and how I feel and I get a different sense connection with that. Some people, I'm going to close my eyes and just like imaginely go through this. So whatever is a best fit for you. And I just want you to notice what happens in your head, in your body, in your heart as you do so. So asking yourself, What's my story? If I were to put a few words to my story, what might those words be? What values are a big part of my life? Or that I want to be a big part of my life? Who am I? What are a few phrases that might describe myself? To another person. How do I want to be? What imprint do I want to leave? In my life. In the life of those around me. Maybe thinking about or placing in this story. The things that really matter to you. Maybe those things might be a favorite book a pet, a hobby you really enjoy, a really important memento? What people are a part of your story? Maybe a few friends, parents, family members, maybe a really good mentor or guide or doctor or nurse. Is there any sense of community in your story? Where would these people be on paper in your mind? How do you see yourself connecting to them? Build out that scene for yourself of what your story looks like. Notice what's going on in your head and your body as you start to envision and capture your values the important factors of your life, people in your life, how you want to live, be. Sharing your story, which first of all, we're identifying it here, identifying your story, and then sharing your story allows us to show up as our true self and to seek out connection And share that with others in kindness. Again, a a sense of that self-compassion. And if I were to share a piece of my story and kind of use myself as an example, I might say, you know, who I am, I'm a strong and passionate mom of three that really values loving, healing, and connecting in this world. My family and a few close friends really matter to me and I try and spend regular time and intention with them on a daily basis. My story involves words of compassion and empathy and seeing and hearing and showing up. I envision just my story as a a circle of individuals attuned to and facing and connecting to each other. And that's how I want to live in this world. Julie. What's your story? Lori, why are you <laughs> putting me on the spot like that?
0: <laughs> it doesn't
1: need to be long. I just shook just my finishing. head like,
0: no. <laughs> you know, I would say, um, you know, my story would be I am someone that is very passionate, committed, uh, probably an overachiever, um, someone that has overcome adversity, um, that has had to face struggles head on, and really put a focus on coming out on top in the sense of really doing the hard work, doing the therapy, Mm -hmm. utilizing the tools. Um, I'm a mom of three, and two of which are teenagers. So that has enough <laughs> adversity in itself. True story. Um, and so that would be probably something, you know, that I would think of when I would think about my story. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't know you were going to ask me this question. I would have maybe came prepared. But, you, know, you know,
1: but this is all like that sense <laughs> of sharing. And as we share and as we get vulnerable with each other and lean into, you know, that face-heart connection cues, that sense of building and bridging community, like notice the affect. Notice what you lean into and what others take away from that. And what we would love to hear from your stories, and to share your stories and continue to be a part of your journey, our journey towards further healing and connection with each other as a community. because really, a part of being at home this is probably one of my most favorite things I'm going to say today. I say a favorite thing every day. So just get ready for it. <laughs> a part of being at home in ourselves and in this world is being known. Being known, sharing that story.
0: Wow, what a season this has been, walking through connection, exploring losses and gains, building and finding further connection in ourselves and our community. What changes have you noticed as you've explored some of these learnings further and applied them in your own lives? We would love to hear from you at changebyfire.org. Change by Fire's mission is to help burn survivors, their families, and caregivers heal from the emotional, psychological and social trauma of their injury. We want to come alongside burn survivors to help equip them with tools, resources, and support through alternative and complementary healing modalities. Visit our website to learn more. Join us next time as we dive into a new series, yes, another one, (laughs) around finding and living your story. See you soon.